Alright, welcome back to another episode of Bottom of the Net, or the Back of the Net. And this is episode 24, I believe it is. And we just finished wrapping up the quarterfinals of the World Cup. So we're going to be talking about the round of 16, the World Cup, the teams that have been knocked out, the refereeing, transfer rumors, a bunch of different things uh, that have been going around. And we're actually going to get straight into it. And we're going to talk about Netherlands USA. Uh, Danny, I know that's your boys. So how do you feel about that performance? Bad performance. Um, the goal that we got was very lucky. I don't know if you guys remember the Haji right goal. It was like a really weird, unorthodox hit. Um but yeah, Netherlands just knew how to get through us. Um, we didn't, we didn't play with that, that attacking mindset, that resilient mindset that we did in the other games. Um, mm, we tried subbing on, on target. I mean, seventeen shots total, only three on target though. I think we couldn't get through Netherlands' defense. Yeah, and, and but that's that, that was the main thing. We tried subbing on like Gio Reyna to see if he could do something <coughs> and. Yeah, it just wasn't enough. Um, I think it was a reality check that, you know, USA is is good, but that's all that they are, and they, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement still. I think it was, but a- I I think USA should be be happy with what they did, because um, they could have fumbled that World Cup so easily, especially in that group, which is it's not an easy group for them. Um, so I think sh- they should be happy, and it's not a bad wreck like. Not a bad result for uh, going into the next World Cup, which is going to be in their home turf. So. Uh, I honestly think it's a. I think USA should be proud. Um, it wasn't like they were absolutely battered by Netherlands, but they were a bit outclassed by them. But I definitely think they needed some humbling, <laughs> not just the team, but like even just like the fans. Like no hate. Like of obviously being born here, I obviously want to see them do well as well. Even though I mainly support Portugal. Um, <laughs> a lot of blind there, optimism. There was a lot of blind optimism. Of course, you want to be, you want to like back the team and you know support them, etc. But there was just a lot of more like cockiness and arrogance behind it, rather than like actually just supporting and hoping they do well. If that even makes sense. Um, Media wise, you mean not not yeah the, yeah not yeah, the team. yeah yeah not Media-wise. the team not the team definitely not the team. Media wise right. and like you know the add the fans some of the fans again this doesn't apply to everybody. Um, but I also think it's just good experience for the youngsters. A lot of these people have not played it. A lot of the, the players have not played in a World Cup before or something of that stature. So I really think this is just a building block, and I think they should be happy with how far that they got. And again, Netherlands just showed what they're about. Dumfries had an insane game and showed why he got his transfer to what was it, Inter from the last tournament where he was insane. Again, causing havoc from that right wing back spot. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I feel like a lot of people did expect Netherlands to kind of go through, though, when it came to right. USA. Yeah. Um, and then before we get into the quarterfinal that the Netherlands are in, we have to talk about who they're playing, which was Argentina. And then round of 16, Argentina played against Australia, which was a lot tougher than I think a lot of people. Suspected it to be big up Australia for doing such a good job and really holding Argentina to the last 
seconds, literally. Aiden, you mm -hmm. can talk more about that. Um, yeah, Argentina. I mean, the game seemed pretty set early on. Australia never really looked a threat, to be honest. Right. They did well to, like, not get dicked by Argentina. I'd give them that. But, like, in, in the first half, Messi came in the 30, <coughs> um, 31st, 35th minute and simply just passes it into the goal, like, typical Messi fashion. Great, Great goal. goal. Great goal. Great goal. Is this um, going with Lotaro missing a lot of chances or no? Yes. So, okay. And then after, Julian Alvarez in the second half comes out, scores great fit well he pressures the goalkeeper Go people would say it's a goalkeeping mistake I, I i i could see it um but i think that's just good from him to run down the keeper there and get the ball and turn it in then comes the goal from nothing which just i struggle to understand like it, it it's football this is world cup tournament football like it anything could happen at any point and it just flips the game on its head. All of a sudden, Argentina like struggling to hold the game like together, like they were for the entire previous minutes before. And then you have um, Lissandro, not, not Lissandro, Latoro Martinez comes on for Julian Alvarez and bottles every single chance that he possibly can. Messi put it on a silver platter for him about three times. And he just could not put the ball in the back of the net. I remember and it one got, I, it, that skied yeah. that just went like he yeah, literally placed yeah, it. All he had to yeah. do was place it into the corner and he skies He it. could have taken a touch. He had yeah. time. He just sends it over the bar. And then the game just drags because Argentina have like Messi and Latoro up top at alone. Messi is just trying his best toys with the Argentina, not Argentina, Australia defense, by the way. Like absolutely plays with them. But then you just have Latoro missing all the chances and then the ball comes to the other end and it just looks shaky every single time. I can't remember who it was specifically, but an Australian man literally turned into Messi and almost scored one of the goals of the tournament. Running oh, through the yes. I, I believe it was... I think it was Lecky. I think I... Something's yeah, telling yeah. me that's Lecky, which he's played in the Bundesliga before. So he has quality Ooh. for sure. And Ran the, uh, through the entire team. 18-year-old Kual... Uh, in the dying minutes of the game, almost, almost equalized. equalized oh, it, yeah, which, that was and he would have been a hero for Australia. And then, this is another one where it's like props Australia for for getting that far in a group nobody thought they would get through in. Um, and yeah, that that that's great for for Australian football. We've seen that a lot yeah, more in this World Cup. I feel like than we've seen in a lot of others. There's always upsets. But I feel like this mm -hmm. World Cup, we've seen a lot. And, you know, I, I was going to bring this up to you guys really quick <clears throat> before we do continue. Since now there's less games, we have a bit more time to speak about things. Do you think, and all of you guys can answer this or whatever, or maybe Om, you want to chime in. Do you guys think that there are quote-unquote upsets anymore? Or are we just seeing a higher quality of player at each of these nations do you guys understand what i'm trying to say so are the are these nations as football like as football players as their clubs at their home nations etc are they just getting better as players so the international teams are you know a lot harder to break down because for example australia is a team that we never thought would get out the group first of all and then to even give a match to argentina you know what i'm saying like it's not that these things are unheard of but i'm just i feel like we're seeing a lot more consistently yeah. 
I, I don't know. I, I'd like to speak on it. I think the, there's always been upsets, of course, but I think a big thing is <sighs> countries probably putting more or yeah, countries putting in more money towards youth academies and, and youth facilities and stuff like that. Like with America, I know money's being pumped like crazy towards <coughs> these youth facilities. Um, so I think that's a big thing. And soccer culture is just, as if it wasn't big enough, it's just growing at a really quick speed right now. Um, and I'll, yeah, so I, I, that's one thing I've noticed. I've just seen it get bigger and bigger. I, I thought it couldn't get big enough. Like, couldn't get any bigger, but like, pause. But uh, yeah. Yeah, everybody wants to play soccer now. Literally every everybody wants to play soccer. No, I think, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I genuinely think you're going to see that in the States, uh, especially with the World Next World Cup going to North America, right? You're going to see these countries because nobody wants to end up looking like Qatar, right? Like, that's the whole idea is put a lot of money into your nations. Um, in terms of upsets, no, I, th I genuinely think we still have upsets, right? You still have your smaller nations. Like, look at Saudi Arabia. Like, that was an upset. Right, right, right. right. It's the teams um, with history and then the teams without it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think the FIFA coefficient rankings plays a part in it, like Belgium being second going out in the group stages. Um, so I think the coefficient also also plays a part in terms of the FIFA rankings. Right. But genuinely, I think this this World Cup, right? So I'm looking at it, and I, I don't know whether it's a hot take or not, but I'm seeing a lot of bigger teams becoming very average, right? right. Like if it wasn't for Messi, Argentina would have been out in the group stage, like. They don't have a goal scorer apart from Messi. He like sort the, of the field he, level like no. But the thing with the thing with the Argentina is right. Messi scores that first goal to relieve the pressure, and then you see the other players then chiming on. Um, and you're seeing that with with a whole bunch of different nations. Like Belgium were exactly the same. It's just a really aging squad. Um, so I think it's that crossover between age and youth where. France are quite lucky because they just they they literally have a conveyor belt of talent, right? Um, you're kind of seeing that here in England as well. Um, so some nations are very lucky in that regard. Um, but even if you think of Brazil, right? Like Richarlison, absolute baller, but he's not like a R9. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you you don't really have them players anymore. Like Neymar, Neymar is average. He had. Like, a couple of seasons when he was at Barcelona where he was outstanding and then just got injured and injured. And you're just seeing that age with an aging Brazil squad. So I don't know. I don't know if there are upsets anymore as such because you're just seeing that crossover at this point in time. The playing field is, is more level. I was going to say, yeah, like Danny, yeah. Danny said, is the, like the, the, the playing field more level? Like, do you think that those gaps in between, like, obviously, if you think about even as as far as 10 years no, but, ago so, like, so no but the this gap between but, argentina saudi arabia would be huge. yeah but Do but the issue that's... is that 10 years ago 10 years ago argentina's golden generation weren't in their 30s they were in their 20s Man. right you, like belgium's golden generation were in their 20s it's not i don't it, this is this is the what i'm trying to say is that i don't think it's the gap is getting closer. I think it's the ages are just dropping and they haven't got the youth coming back through. It's the same people that are still there. It's just that they, they've they got old, Fair. right? Mm -hmm. I, I, so I, I get what you're saying. It, it, it's so tricky to be like, oh, yeah, it's an upset. 
It really is. But look at Croatia. Croatia are the outliers, right? They do have an aging squad and they're actually causing upsets, but they reached the last final. Right. They're a really good team. Yeah. They did really well in the last Euros. Right, right. So that's, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm, I'm I saying. I just bring that up because we've seen Saudi Arabia, you know, beating Argentina. We've seen Japan beating Germany and Spain. You know what I'm saying? We've yep. seen uh, Tunisia putting up fights in their group. We've seen Australia getting to the round of 16 and bringing Argentina Morocco. all the way up into... What? Morocco. Mor- look at Morocco's in the sem- Morocco in the semis. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's why I just asked that because... I just feel like maybe it's just a this World Cup thing because even Aiden was saying like he doesn't really watch international football too crazy, but this is probably one of the better international tournaments we've yes. had in a while. It has been for sure. So for maybe sure. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah, it's definitely. just part of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's all uh, what I'm really asking. But anyway. yeah, no, no, no. I, I yeah, completely but, agree with that. Right. It is. It has been a really good tournament. I want to say that. Right. We right. all had a, lo- a lot of trepidation. A lot of. Um, Nobody was as hyped for this World Cup, really, right? right? Because of everything that was surrounding it. It actually has been, on the field, a very good World Cup. (laughs) Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, (laughs) 10 times better than 2018. I did not enjoy that tournament at all. (laughs) For sure. sure. Um, So, yeah, so we had Netherlands pass through and Argentina pass through, and then they met in the quarterfinals, which ended in penalties. Um, we, I I mean, (laughs) uh, I'll just speak on it a little bit, Aiden, before I bring it to you, just to give a quick summary and then you could go into a little more detail, but we saw Argentina cruising almost, you know what I mean? To, to a certain extent, we saw them cruising. Um, Netherlands really, I feel like struggled to get into the game overall. And, you know, we had the Molina goal, which you saw what it meant to him when he scored. Uh, he literally hugged Messi and cried into his like into his arms I was watching the game and then Messi scoring the penny the penny the peno in a 73rd minute and then 6-6 or whatever his name is Veghorst comes on 6-4 6-5 6-6 and just gets a double in seven minutes and boom we're going to extra time which that free kick by the way at the end and that literally last kick of the game is just from a mutual perspective. Yellow cards. Yeah, from a mutual perspective, that's just top tier entertainment. <laughs> like I, was, I love to see that. But that, and then oh, there was last a lot minute of, goals. Yeah, tension, yellow cards, fights. Yeah, penalties, foul calls that should or shouldn't have have happened. The messy handball situation, like everything that you want in a <laughs> everything that you want in a game, unless you're a Netherlands fan or whatever, like. It was in that game. So, so. before we get into I, some specific penalties, before we get into don't. some specific topics, I just want to ask Aiden for his opinion since he is, you know, supporting Argentina and Messi to go all the way. So I just want your opinion on this overall and how Argentina is doing in your eyes. Oh, on the game. Mm-hmm. Well, the game, the game played out as I expected it to because I did not rate like Netherlands beats USA three one, but like they never really looked like a proper threat, and I they hadn't throughout the entire tournament. So whilst I was nervous just because I, before watching that game, I saw the Croatia-Brazil game. Right. And we knew how that ended. But like, I, so obviously I was nervous. But then to, when the game started and I was watching it play out, I was like, okay, no, Argentina in control. They, they, they're going to see it out. And then it's just, I, I feel like 
all of this is just happening because it has to be hard for Messi. It has to be. <laughs> it, it, so me and my friends have an ongoing joke right now. Messi's going to win this World Cup out of pure plot armor. Because he's literally, like, so many things are happening. Like, Mateo Lohas is, like, one of the most known referees in La Liga. So Messi knows him, like, countless times. And you see how Messi went for his neck after the game because of the decisions. Like, I feel like everything is just leading up to Messi winning the World Cup. But anyway, that was besides the point. Argentina, they... they, they, To be honest, I think the game should have just ended 2-0. There was no reason for the 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 <laughs> another goal from nothing, on uh, and then the last minute goal. Like who who does that? But Ten that, minutes out of time. But that's why they scored. Argentina, Ar- Argentina do that. <laughs> they did that against England in '98. <laughs> Ten minutes out of time, and then when it went to to extra time, Argentina completely dominated extra time. Netherlands didn't have a sniff of a chance, and then when it went to penalties. Messi led the line as a captain, should as the best player should. Um, scored its pen. And again, it couldn't be easy because Emi Martinez saves the first two. And then all of a sudden, Enzo misses his penalty, bringing it down to the final pen. Pull a Toro to finally have some kind of redemption for the tournament. But I don't know. I, was, I wasn't too worried. Like, Argentina didn't play bad. I think they're still their heads are still held high. They had The refereeing was deplorable. But like, I was content. Like, Fair. I think Argentina's still strong. <clears throat> Fair enough. Um, you were gonna say something before he or did he? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I wanted to just basically say, like, I think with with Netherlands, it was so weird because it was the entire tournament being that Louis Van Gaal football, and what actually brought them back into the game was Fellini ball or Fellaini ball, right? right? Just lump it up to the big man, right? Mm-hmm. Get ahead on it, just score. But I want to say as well, it was just fantastic footwork for the second goal. Like, I know it wasn't expected, but actually the the touch, the swivel to still hold off the defender, and yeah, it was, it was quite a good goal. Also, was... um, I just want to say Emi Martinez, top house like shithousery, like just just top of the line shithousery. The entire thing was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? That handball from Messi. That that's how is that not Look, a yellow? This, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Argentina are winning this entire tournament, and that's because FIFA and the referees are clearly <laughs> winning it. Like at this point, like I'm giving up. Plot you look at the one. like. I know it's we're gonna talk one. about it, right? We're gonna talk about it. Actually. And another thing, uh, speaking about it, if you did you guys see the Messi interview after where like Weghouse is sort of like waiting to speak to Messi and Messi's like, what are you looking at, dummy? Like, what do you want? Go away. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's really mental. But for any anime fans right now, because these guys have been telling me to watch it, right? But Blue Lock and that mentality, personal, like personality ego. thing that they're doing, the ego thing, that was on full display. It was yeah. pure Blue, yeah. uh, blue Lock. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was, uh, I think that's, that's partially why we love football, why we love knockout style stuff, because the, mm, the nerves, so and, yeah, everyone just gets heated. You saw the, I'm sure everyone's seen the picture and I'm sure they'll, they'll, I'll tell them to put that as the clip for when we talk about this for our shorts, but you just see the Argentinian and Nicholas Otamendi celebrating at the pens when they want it. 
and just all yelling in their faces that that is just it, it's just great it was a uh, deep i good. i didn't like it i actually didn't like fair, it fair, like fair, fair. No, really, i like really... it i like it <laughs> I like it as a viewer, but as somebody who enjoys a lot of sports in general, like, it got to that point where it was just a bit too disrespectful, regardless of whatever has happened in the past between, like, Louis van Gaal and Argentina, right? Like, I don't know, it just got to that point where it was just that that bit too disrespectful. You know what it is, though? People, people are coming for Argentina's neck, right? about about this but like netherlands were egging them on dumfries and a lot of people don't know this because i don't even think it it was shown on screen because i i mean i didn't even know this dumfries got sent off because he kept trying to yeah dumfries got sent off during during the penalty shootout every time argentina the second yellow switch he would always try to go up and taunt like he would walk up the pitch to taunt the argentinian or do something yeah, he got mm, a red card that. because they the Dutch team during the penalty shootout kept fucking with them. So uh, th- I well, think was that's that not part because of the of... reaction of Argentina at the end also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was yeah, also down to how they... they yeah. They also uh, kept, I mean the Ar- the they yeah, the they the Argentinian, I forget which player kicked the ball. It was Montiel kicked the ball at the the uh, Oh, that was <laughs> That was a little so yeah, that <laughs> was like party that game. Bro, because he They was scrapping, son. They was ready they to scrap already, in that game. They were already coming for Argentina and then you <laughs> just <laughs> see him kicking his like fuck on it. <laughs> Nah, yeah. yeah, yeah Honestly, yeah, that... there has to be. You guys should definitely. I don't know if it's in the highlights or not. Maybe they left that stuff out. I didn't really go watch the highlights because I watched the game. I'm sure they have something on YouTube or somewhere else. You guys got to see that game because that reminds me. And I don't know if you got uh, you. Well, Danny and Aiden definitely won't know about this, but um, you might. Oh, you're gonna talk about Netherlands and uh, and Portugal, aren't yes, you? Yes, with the uh, Deco me, yes. and yeah, I, I who was it? It was, it was Deco. Rec- I think it was the record. You, yellow cards in a world cup and game. red cards yep. and red cards as well Quality yeah game. um oh what's the what's the image it's deco and someone from I netherlands i forget but they they play together and they've just got like they've both been sent off right and they can't understand why they've been sent off because they like they're mates they're friends they've been sent off and they've just got their arms around each other right like in the tunnel watching the game yeah. after being sent off like it's such a good image yeah, that, that was a quality game yeah there was an insane amount of yellow and red cards and that that was the type of vibe this game was giving me very much but I, yeah. I, to me i love it from a neutral perspective it's also like be careful i mean like from aiden's perspective it's like guys chill out you might get sent off but you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day it's also great uh entertainment it was like and you could tell like how it affects the players because like pizella giving away that foul in the hundred and the hundredth minute for literally no reason like he had right. no reason to push whoever he pushed but he just does it and you <clears throat> could just tell that's because blood your blood's hot you like your right. emotions are running um however uh, i just want to add to this right yeah um a standard of officiating or standard of refereeing Obviously, it's been really poor throughout this entire tournament. I think we're all going to agree on this yeah, and we'll speak about it, right? 10%. However, did what happened in that game happen because of the referee not being able to control any of it? Like, if you had a better referee, a stronger referee, do you think that f- that would have just stopped it? Partially. What are you talking about? Like, the, pa- um, the, the, the amount the of... Forth? Yeah, the back and forth, the the, I... um, the actual pushing and shoving. The reason I say this, right? The reason I say this is it's going back to when Leicester won the league, right? 
and it was the Tottenham Chelsea game, yes. right? Uh, it was it I was how it yeah. was uh, Clattenburg that was officiating it, and he specifically chose not to send people off because the game would implode, and he wanted that that fire, and he wanted players to actually stop kicking the living shit out of each other, right? He specifically chose not to send players off because he knew that Tottenham would just combust. They would just fall apart, right? right? And that's why he refused to send anyone off in that game up until like the 80th, 90th minute right, or something. Right, 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 right. So what I'm, what I'm saying in this regard is by not sending anyone off early, has he then allowed the game to go the way it has, right? Do you see where I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I feel like, um, I just feel like there was a lot of shit talking as well between players hmm. and a lot of stuff going on on the side. So I, the, I, I do think it'll, it would have controlled it partially, but do I th- still think that the, um, a world cup aside, the tension from the match itself, world cup, what's at stake aside, I just feel like they were all just ready to scrap on each other, period. And I don't, yeah, I no. think it's partial. I get what you're saying. And maybe a little bit, they might've backed off a little bit, but I still think Messi would have given that attitude. I still think people would have been getting mad at each other. Like, I still think that would have been an element of the game, but just maybe not. And they could have been sent out for that. I was <laughs> thinking that too. He should have gotten a yellow card when he bodied, um, okay. But then like, if you are in a classroom and you've got a bunch of kids who are ready to fight, right? Even. And as the teacher, you don't really do anything about it, right? Is the fault the kids or is it yours for not really doing anything as a teacher? Because you have the power to stop it, right? Give the kids a yellow card and... <laughs> time right? But you actually, like, you, you have to have that conversation at half time or whatever just to say, look... This can't happen, otherwise people will start being sent off. Right. Right? right. And then actually following through on it. Right. Because I get what you mean, but hold on, let me interject here. Sorry. But um No, go for it. I, I, I just feel like a lot of the tensions from the game came from the poor refereeing. So I feel like it's it's a bit like counter. Yeah, because it's like you at one point it's like yes, the players are like riled up, whatever, but I feel like all it a lot of the tensions like between the player are only happening because of the poor refereeing decisions in the first place. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that the refereeing decisions were really, really bad. It was really bad. Right? And this is I don't think no this is where I'm coming from. Like it it wasn't a good ref. He made it a lot about himself, right? Then on top of that there was no control over the entire match which then has culminated in the match getting more aggressive and more heated, where actually, if he could have got a control of, of the entire situation earlier and actually had a conversation with the players and act, go, do you know what? That challenge, that's a red. You, you're off. See you later. Because, like, do you know, oh, when was it? I think it was after he kicks the ball into the stands. I think it's Van Dyke comes running over yeah. and literally barges him to the ground, yeah. right? Like, realistically... That should be a red. Like any other game that we ever watch in the Premier League, in La Liga, any other game, that's a red. Maybe not a red. You come over and... I'd say it's a yellow, not a red. No, we would normally say that, right? But I think now we're seeing a lot of um, officiating where it's getting stricter, where they are starting to send people off for that because it's a bad image on football, right? 
that we're seeing a lot in the Premier League where this happens and actually they have a no tolerance for it. I know There's the just NBA, no tolerance. When, when people get in the face of the ref, it, it's automatically... It's like, so yeah, it's like, see you later. And and this is what I mean. Like, I don't know if there was enough control over that game and that's why it's uh, escalated the way it has. Yeah, I, I know there was pre-tensions, but well, you uh, c- those, those tensions could have boiled over after the whistle went as opposed to during the game. We'll, uh, we'll definitely continue talking about the officiating once we get through the rest of these games, just because I do want to make sure we get through the game. The referee's a fucking shit. Uh, we will uh, speak about that a bit. Um, but Croatia, uh, Japan, Croatia, Japan, Croatia, our boys tried. Our boys tried, man. The, the penalties were, well, once again, Japan were just great. They were pretty, they were, they were very good. Uh, Croatia definitely looked better in that game compared to how they did in previous games, but uh, those pens, the pens, the pens, those were terrible pens from Japan. Um, and then Croatia, under pressure. yeah, and then Croatia's yeah, keeper I... has been insane saving pens twice now. One word is cold blooded. Like te- teams like Croatia, is just like when it's a penalty shootout, it's very mm-hmm. hard for them to fall under that pressure. Yeah. Like. They're really, they've been through it. They, they've been they through have it. the experience, been, especially yeah. this group of players. Yeah. They yeah, have the just... experience. Sorry to cut you off, Danny. Yeah, um, no, no, no. Croatia played played the you know like uh, Japan. What is that saying? Like Japan played the 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 moment, not the situation. Like you know what I'm talking about? That that whole thing. Like Croatia knew what they had to do going into there, and Japan was like in the moment. And that's that's um, what we're seeing with Croatia. And I think me, I think all mentioned this last podcast, or maybe it was the one before. But we're see we're seeing that experience. No, it was when we it was when they got out the group stage. Yeah, so it must have mm-hmm. been last episode. We're seeing Croatia's experience, which they're not playing the best football, but we're seeing like their experience coming into play, <clears throat> which is huge. Um. But unfortunately, Japan couldn't break that curse of getting through the round of 16. They do look good, so hopefully, you know, it'll be a bright future for them. I'd love to see Japanese football get <laughs> become bigger and Japanese players become bigger. Uh, they put in uh, a very entertaining tournament, though. They played well, so big up them. And then you have uh, Brazil. Yeah, RIP uh, Blue Lock. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I said this, didn't I? I was like, at least there's going to be a season two. Because if they won the World Cup, that's it. It's a yeah. one and done, mate. They're, yeah. they're cancelling that halfway through. Yeah. Um, then we saw Brazil absolutely just demolish South Korea. Um, I do yeah, think... Just for all of them. I do think South Korea, from that group of Ghana, Uruguay, Portugal... Out of, I mean, I can't really say this because they got out the group, but just from watching them play compared to like Ghana or Uruguay, I I say even more so Ghana. They're very lucky to have gotten second place and gotten out that group. I feel like Brazil, Ghana, Brazil, Brazil, Ghana would have been an insane game. Brazil, Uruguay would have been a closer game. I think even Brazil, Uruguay would have been closer just because the South American. I think Brazil, Ghana would have went crazy. Those would have been crazy, but yeah. I have a weird thing on this, right? It was Neymar's first game back. Yeah. 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 Yes, and he had uh, he had a, a goal and assist. A goal yeah. and assist, yeah. I think South Korea put too much energy into celebrating after they qualified. Right. <laughs> All their emotional energy, that whole thing of wanting to qualify, just they basically they they got to play Brazil. They were like, we've done our job. That's it. Right. There, there wasn't that same fight to qualify 
or as as in that final game against Portugal to qualify as there was against Brazil. It was like right. all their energy got used. Yep. Um, so yeah, we saw we just saw a very good Brazil side that a lot of people thought were going to get far in this tournament, but then lo and behold, the next quarterfinal, the winners from those two games, Croatia and Brazil, we get a uh, what people would say is a shock. You know, is a is a shock upset. But it re- but as Alm was saying earlier, is it really a shock? We've seen this Croatia team go far in the last two tournaments, the Euros and the World hey, Cup. You know what I'm saying? And even that, though they haven't looked it, special, they're they're do like like we said, they're doing what they gotta do. The three in midfield are ballers. Oh, they're running. Their midfield are they are bought they are so good that it really is even Modric at the age of thirty seven. He right? Is 37? 37. Like, he does not look it. Maybe 30, but oh, he, what a... Yeah, they've, they've been outstanding. Also, do you know what blew my mind? Mm. Lovren is still a player. Yeah, I thought he retired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that, again, another really old player who used no, to play what? like back in He's two, like 2003. I thought he was like 35 36 i'm not gonna lie no but okay wait, i wait, thought, wait. I thought the, he I was, was older wait, wait. i think our issue is right that we're used to now seeing pepe ronaldo and messi play at these old ages True. and we're getting used to people playing older 33 for a footballer is old yes it most is. international footballers retire at, at 31 right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we need to also remember that that we're only seeing these players carry on because they're very very good where dejan lovren is very very average yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> he has I never been for, good. I guess for Croatia, he'll just be. Out yeah, that's it. He, he's basically <laughs> their Pepe. Currently plays out of Zenit Saint Petersburg. Uh, that's all I'm he's saying. Not about FIFA, that's, 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 all, about that's all I'm saying about that. Um, <laughs> uh, what's it called? But yeah, so we saw going to extra time. Uh, we all think Neymar's won it. You know, hundred fifth minute he scores. We all think he won it. That was a great goal. It was. It was a fantastic goal. And again, Brazil had 21 shots in total, four big chances. Croatia only had the nine. Expected goals from Brazil was 2.55. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, Croatia's goal was their only shot on target, and it came in the 117th minute. Yep, and it was and someone go oh, check on go, go check on Marquinhos, bro. Somebody go check on Marquinhos and his <laughs> mental after. The deflection, his half-ass attempt at blocking the shot first off, um, then uh-huh. which then deflects and leads to the goal, and then that penalty miss. So someone check on that man. Obviously, he's a top player. He's built for stuff like this, plays at PSG. But regardless, go check on that man. <laughs> because uh, it was, it, it, you know, no one really thought it was going to go that way. Why Rodrigo took the first pen, by the way, beats me. This me-, is one. This is what I wanted to talk about because it's like that when I was talking about Messi and Argentina and how he took the first pen, we've seen it time and time again where the star player of the team wants to go fifth and then you see them not even get to take a pen like Ronaldo and which, which What's I don't know, you tell me. Uh, no, no, it was, it was 20, one, there was an early 2014. Like, 2014 or 2018 was one of those two. Yeah, he wanted to take the penalty and then didn't, um, didn't go early and then couldn't even take the pen. It's like yeah. you lead the team, you get the goals <laughs> in first. You don't know if the opponents are gonna score all their goals or not. Like you get the goals in early to win it as early as possible. So I, ju- 
it baffles me that that's still a thing because Neymar puts that pen away and Brazil have a lot less pressure on them to score their following penalties, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. As a captain, as a... I mean, he's not their captain, but as their star player, lead the line, be like, take control of the game. Right. The penalties, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just upsetting to see. I, I mean, he pay, they paid the price, so... I'm wondering whether it's because he had a hot, uh, he had a bit of an injury. Like, some people are um, saying it's because he feels like he's a curse to Brazil. Maybe. Um, per, so the way that I see it, right, like he is a very, very good penalty taker. But at the same time, like, like a Neymar with with one leg is still a very good penalty taker, right? But if you're injured, you've already got that doubt in your mind. Like he's just come back from the ankle knock. He's only this is his second game. Like, I don't know if he's if he's taken a couple more or if he's got another injury, like a mark. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? After 120 minutes, you, you, I kind of understand him going fifth because he's probably feeling like I'm not 100%. I don't want to go first or second and miss. Right. So there's always that as well. We're never going to hear whether it was an injury or not, but I, it's somewhere in the, I don't know why, but I just have this feeling. Right. Um, That's why. To, uh, Liv- Livakovic, the uh, Dynamo Zagreb Croatian goalkeeper, I'm sure eyes are going to be on him on the night he wants to leave. Whether or not he wants to leave, I don't know. Can, um, can I just I mean, say? I guess some of the saves are easy, but. I don't want him to leave. I sign him on Football Manager every single year, right, for Leicester. Like, every year. My guy is a baller on that game. I'm about to start playing that soon, but that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm done with school. Um, but, yeah, so, again, big up Croatia, though. Um, it's sad to see Brazil out because I know a lot of people thought that they were going to win. Probably Neymar's, I want to say, maybe his last World Cup. I don't know if he's still going to be playing at that top level, especially with his injuries and stuff like that in four years. I think he has one more now. We'll see. We'll definitely see. I don't know. I, just, um, I do just want to say that Croatia's record in this World Cup is one win and four draws, technically, like from full time. So um, they're pulling a Portugal from the Euros. Got it. They're pulling a <laughs> Euro 2016 Portugal. Oh, just very quickly. Um, and did we mention Morocco? Or have we not quite got to get, him yet? I'm getting to that. We actually, yeah, I'm trying to... Okay, I'll, yeah, 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 fine, fine, fine. I'm going to get through it um, a little more. So, yeah, good job, Croatia. We're going to see an Argentina-Croatia semifinal, which we'll talk about a little bit more. I want to get through the rest uh, Brazil, of the Croatia. Brazil, Brazil, Croatia. I'm, I said congratulations to Argentina and Croatia. We're going to see a Argentina-Croatia semifinal. I'm pretty sure that's Croatia, what I said. Brazil. That's what I said. Oh, wait. I, oh, my fault. My fault. Brazil got eliminated. My yes, fault. exactly. Anyway, right, good. thank you very much. Um, now on the other side of the table, before we get into the semis, <clears throat> we saw France pretty routine win beating Poland. Poland never looked convincing throughout the tournament anyway, for the most part. Uh, it was another one of those teams that it was that group with Saudi Arabia, Mexico. They, they kind of just, you know, slid their way through, just snuck in. Um, we saw Mbappe score two goals when me and Aiden were briefly like, okay, maybe he's on fraud watch, uh, not uh, off fraud watch because me and Aiden, we just think that there's he all he has is this pace and he plays for PSG at a top team. We want to see him somewhere else and see what he can do. It's not that he's bad, obviously. We Definitely don't think he's bad. Well, yeah, but there's just is a he lot. Him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he is him? He him? Like I'm definitely like if you ask me, oh. and we said this team Holland and team Mbappe. I'm team Holland every day of the week. <laughs> is is he another Neymar? I need to see. I can't say that because I, I need, need to. Yeah, I need to I see, need to see him, him at another like, club. 
Neymar, because Neymar did do. He played well at Barca. Yeah, yes, he was surrounded. Yeah, around but, people, but he played well there, though. Like he, he, he had the one good season that. in 2018. I think it was 20. Right? Like, 2015. Let's the treble winner season. It was more than one season. He had like two back to back seasons no, of 50 goal contributions. My, yeah, my, my big issue with Mbappe, again, I, I, I said this to you guys in, in the chat earlier, right? Like, I just feel like it's because he plays in a farmer's league. Yeah. He's used to being able to run through mm-hmm. players, and when he gets to the international stage, it's a lot different. But we saw However, his pace, we saw like, his pace today, though. But uh, there's just one little thing which. Uh, didn't he like basically like drag France to winning the last World Cup? Because he scored, right? And he got like an assist yeah, in the final. I know. Yeah. 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 So like he did really well in that final. So yeah. which, is uh, why, which is why like we don't think he's a bad player. We just think he's he's good. He's like he's good. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's sure. very good. No, 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 he's very good. Good yeah. is is playing for Leicester City, right? Very good is yeah. playing for PSG. Let's... No, we just don't, don't think that he's the guy. Like the goat. Yeah. Um. He's yeah. just. Yeah. He's, 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 yet. he's definitely gonna but be so... one of the guys for this generation of players. But I just don't see him as the face. Like he's not the Messi. He's not the Ronaldo, in my personal opinion. You know what I mean? Like... I was I was talking to my friends earlier because I have a friend that really loves Mbappe and like goes for him. And I always tell him like he fails my eye test for me. Like he never does enough in certain games to do to get me like gas to go. Oh, now nah, he's fucking sick. But I saw so I, I my friend sent the picture of him we, when we get to the England game, like of him laughing after um Kane missed his penalty, and he was like, "Oh, he loves him." I was like, "I don't know. He just always misses something." One of my friends said, "Yeah, in games like these, he can go missing sometimes. He just doesn't get the space he needs to thrive." And yet, because England tried to close him down, but literally every great player gets closed down, and you still have to come out of it. Yeah, Messi mm. gets entire game plans to stop him and he will still score and that like just puts no, it perfectly literally. for me like Mbappe's yeah. just a peace return and, like, and, and even, I mean, not right now <laughs> but prime Real Madrid Ronaldo nobody was stopping him either as far as mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. him playing at once he went down the middle his jumping reach uh, etc like defenders would try to mark him but no one's jumping higher than him you know what I'm saying so it's the same thing like uh, yeah. where Mbappe gets stopped Benfica pocket <laughs> but Vika had him in the f- pocket. So he's, he's the French yeah, Theo Walcott. Exactly. Theo Walcott. The French yeah, Theo Walcott. That's funny. That's for winning the World Cup. Oh, by the way, um, just because we're on on the topic, he got a six point oh rating today. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. So six point oh. Yeah. Mid. But anyway, so we saw England get through Senegal a lot easier than I thought most people thought it was going to be. No, I called that. I called that. Senegal was going to win. Called it. I think think what was putting off a lot of people um, in terms of Senegal result was the USA game, right? Uh, And I was saying that England played for a draw. And that's what was the... It was really sad, really disappointing, really boring, but they played for that draw because they qualified them, right? Right. And then against Senegal, they just managed to attack and they managed Mm -hmm. to play well. I know we were saying in the last podcast that that was the game that we weren't 100% sure about. Right. And it showed because in the first 35 minutes, Senegal looked like they could have scored two. Right, right. Right? Senegal were really, really good. It's just that England scored one and then Senegal just completely collapsed. Um, And by the way, guys, it's funny. I'm saying this in the middle of the podcast. We're definitely going over an hour. <laughs> just like, you know. Um, 
And then, yeah, so we had France pass, England pass, and then today we had, um, which is probably like, what, it was like two hours ago, we had France beat England. Oh, man. I mean, me and Aiden were watching. I was playing FIFA at the same time. I had to stop playing. At, uh, Danny was there too also. Um, <clears throat> what's it called? Great finish from Chuameni, by the way. Let's just say that. That was disgusting. He, yeah, it was, it he, was he looks a like a proper player. He looks like a proper player. Yeah. Um, I don't really watch Real Madrid that much, um, but obviously I know of him. I know he got the move there. I know of his quality, and he's not starting for France for no reason. You know what I mean? Good finish, mm. <clears throat> but oh man, what? I just feel like this first, was just so first issue. Harry Kane, uh, foul not outside the before, box. But oh, that that I mean, yeah. Foul outside well, the first box. off. This whole thing was just referee issue. Um, honestly, let Om talk about it because he's the England yeah. guy. He's Pop the English off, guy. Um. So um, let, let let us hear it. Let us hear it. Get that shit uh, off your okay. chest, boy. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know whether this is start on the referee or I don't know whether this is go, start on go, the game go, itself. Go with but... the, let's save the ref. Let's save the ref. Let's go, okay, let's save go with the, the ref. game. Let's go with the game. So I'm going to ignore the first decision then, the one that uh, Danny just mentioned You, you can now. bring it up um, at, because it's part of the game, but don't go too crazy with the ref. We're going to talk about the ref as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Uh, Chiuameni scores um, a really, really good goal. It goes through the legs of, uh, I'm going to say, it's Bellingham. It goes through the legs oh, of Bellingham. I I knew goes into the far corner. Um, so the goalkeeper basically just sees it a little bit late. Um, and it goes into the far right-hand side of the goalkeeper, so our left. Yeah. Um, really good goal. Um, taking it in, um, England had a couple of shouts for penalties, a couple of shouts for fouls, didn't necessarily get them, uh, was quite riled up because of it. England then get a penalty back. Um, really well dispatched, actually. That first penalty, really, really well done. Yeah. Um, and then... It was club meet as well. Yeah. Yes, uh, I guess Hugo Lloris, who he plays for. Um, plays fucking Spursy players. Um, and then we get to... Uh, wait, it's in the other group chat. And I can't believe I actually did this, though, man. Like, I was so angry at myself, right? Because I literally went, wow, Giroud fucking scares me, man, at 2036. Yep. Right here in the UK. 2037, Giroud scores. Yeah. <laughs> like literally I said he scares me and a minute later he just went and absolute bagged. Um the, the the crazy save. Yes, 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 yes. The crazy save was the wow. Um Giroud scares me and then literally scored a minute later. England basically the ball got cleared, they couldn't clear the lines properly. France regrouped really well and get it back in in a really nice way. Um leading into the 88th minute um England get a penalty 84th sorry England get a penalty which was went to VAR I'm not going to mention why it went to VAR but it went to VAR um and Harry Kane absolutely skies it after his first penalty was quite good um he just went for they they always say right if you're not 100% confident just hit it with power Right, a lot of professional footballers will say that. See, right? See, 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 me and Aiden, we, yeah. the, when when he took the first pen, we're like, "Wow, he looks nervous," and but he yeah. slotted it. And then it's funny because you said to to power it, but me and Aiden actually said, "If you're nervous, place I feel it. like you should just try and place no, no, no. It and I, hope and I hope agree. the keeper goes the other way." 
<laughs> no, I completely agree. I think get it on target is the most important thing okay. because you you still have a 50-50 chance of scoring, right? right. Like, keeper, well, it, it's two, uh, two and three because the keeper either goes down the middle or goes to one of the corners. 3.33%. Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> just get it on target. That's all you realistically need to do. Right. Um, so this this really did annoy me but a lot of professional footballers will always say like because you see these footballers that try penenkas and they miss it and they go why don't you just put your foot through it which is what harry kane did it went over the bar right you know what it, it is what it is um it's probably his best chance to win a trophy um in my opinion because he's getting to that age now um he yeah we've it sounds really bad to say right because i, I I say it as a laugh because I follow Arsenal, but it's just Tottenham Hotspur, just in and out, man. It's just, the gene. It's the gene. It, yeah, it's it's like a virus. It's like an infection that just doesn't leave. It got into the England camp and it's just there. So for you guys that don't know, Tottenham Hotspur are, are a team that spend massive, massive amounts of money, right? And have n- have not won a trophy in I can't tell you how many years. We're talking about like it's a really long time. I think the last trophy they won was in two thousand eight, and it was like the third best cup in England, which was the League Cup, right? So Spurs, um, Harry Kane plays for Spurs. It's just that they have this thing of bottling big tournaments and big big matches, and you just kind of saw that come through. Really weirdly, you kind of saw it with Son for South Korea as well, right? Um, but yeah, uh, England are losing 2-1. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, before we move on from that, I just want to say, you can take a player out of Spurs, but you can't take the Spurs out of a player. Play. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, I don't know. See, this is this is the thing, right? Because obviously um, I support Portugal as well. And I don't know what bugs me more, right? Yeah. <laughs> whether the two teams that I really like went out today, right? or whether the refereeing performances were so bad... All games, by the way. This whole tournament has been a shit show when it comes to calls, I feel like. And not just the refs, even the, just the, some of the technology that they've implemented for getting to add players into the technology. Not stopping play when people have head injuries. Like, there's a lot of things. Or stopping yes. play when someone's grabbing their leg when you're supposed to play on. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain things yeah. like that. Like. There's been a lot of weird decisions. I think it was Aiden actually said earlier that, or was it Aiden or Danny? I can't remember. You guys tell me. But one of you guys said that you should be able to sub a ref. (laughs) Bro, no, because think about it, right? You have a body of of refs overlooking the game, right? This game, this Argentina, not Argentina, this England-France game happening today. You think they watch that and say this man has to stay on the field? <laughs> they, they, they're taking him out. They're taking him out. They're like, all right, buddy. You did good. You didn't. Get off. <laughs> but like, you, you can't. I mean, it's not, not a bad you... shout. It's not a bad shout. Like, if you really think about it now, especially since they have the VAR team there. You know what I'm saying? They literally, have all these officials literally. there. If, the, if, if, if it comes to like a consult, like of all the refs, all the other people are like, yo. We don't know, like, we should probably switch really quick. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But then people might be, like, get more, even, even more wary about, like, match fixing. Match fix. Like that, that. that was you my thought. I mean? that so, was I don't my know. so I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I understand what you're trying to say for sure. And it's a funny concept. Um, because 
Yeah. Where was the referee some... from, by the way, for the England? Um, does anyone actually you. know? Because it... I'll tell you. Right now. Wasn't he Brazilian? Yeah, Brazilian. It was South Brazilian. Yeah. Brazilian. Yes. And yes. he and he referees Alton Cornwall. Yeah. Which is like yeah. And I was saying like and Dan- <laughs> Danny didn't really understand me when I said this, and I don't mean any disrespect to anyone playing out there, but I feel like the standard of officiating when you're compared to when you're officiating Champions League games. Compared to now, you're in the quarterfinals between not just some te- not just some random teams. It's England and France. You know what I'm saying? You need, I feel like, a top ref who has mm-hmm. been through these situations. I had the same thought, and I also went, "Why don't they just use another European ref from a different place in Europe?" Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That was my first thought because it's two teams from Europe anyway, so you can have. Um, you can have like a German ref or you can have a yeah. Spanish ref. Yeah, yeah. And then I went, you can have a Spanish ref. And then I thought about the Spanish ref from yesterday. And then I went, do you know what? Fuck referees. You're all <laughs> fucking shit. You all deserve the sack. You all need to go back to school because you're all useless. You're all <laughs> pathetic. I don't know how you get paid the money that you do, but yeah. it's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a fucking shambles. Sorry. That's my run. Okay. <laughs> um, then we had Morocco. Beating Spain, insane. No oh, way. No, oh, no, carry on. No, it's fine. No, you no, can talk about the Morocco Spain. Talk about Morocco Spain. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. No, no one expected that uh, either. I mean, we've seen Morocco do great in the group stage, so it was like I think I said Morocco's gonna win. So, so we, so, so we, like, what are? Am I surprised that they got in the round of sixteen, and that they got a result against Spain? Isn't it? A, isn't it upset? Yes, but am I surprised from watching them play? No, they're playing amazing. Does that, like, yeah, like I, I mean? said, they they yet to concede a goal. Yeah, they're in the semi-finals and they haven't conceded. Yeah, so like that's uh that's pretty insane. So they, I mean, given they only had twenty three percent possession against Spain, <laughs> um, <laughs> they they played they played well though. They brought it to pens and their keeper, who is uh, who I know is great for Sevilla, mm-hmm. Bilbao, Sevilla, one of those two teams. I don't know, Liga. Yeah, Sevilla. Bono. Sevilla. Um, so yeah. Yeah. um, he just was insane for them for the pens as well. He's been crazy. Period, I should say. Um, then we had uh Portugal, Portugal's demolition of Switzerland. First game without Ronaldo. We saw Gonçalo Ramos, the Benfica guy, uh, go in there. Who he's been informed for Benfica, and he's. I always thought he was a good player, but he's been proving me wrong a lot more as time is going as being a number a nine as a striker. Yeah. Proving me wrong, proving me wrong in a good way. Um, what's it called? So he does have nine goals and 11 matches in the Portuguese league. And then however many goals he has in the champions league this season. So he's doing well. Um, I, and I'm going to get to this when we, I'm going to actually, I'm going to talk about something else a little more when we get to the Morocco Portugal game, but we just saw a really good, uh, Portugal side, Switzerland never really looked like they were gonna get too into it. They, that we just the the connection between uh, Bruno Fernandes, Gonçalo Ramos, and João Felix uh, was just insane. Uh, I honestly think you know what I think uh, hindered us a little bit today, and maybe I don't know, but we played a four three three today, whereas at the game against Switzerland we played a four three one two, where Felix and Ramos were a little more central, where today. Felix was out wide and wasn't seeing much more of the ball like how he usually was. But overall, it was a great uh, game. We really thought that 
we were gonna take this momentum and completely batter. Uh, you know what it was. Rafael Guerreiro was able to but... go on the left wing. Uh, he got the goal and an assist and, and against Switzerland. Rafael Guerreiro was able to attack. He could not attack this game against Morocco because Hakimi was there on the wing and yeah, just. Moroccans down the wing were a threat to us. On the counter. Yeah, was only on the counter. So Rafael Guerrero had to stay back, which meant Juan Felix had to go out wide because it looked like the only way we were able to break them is if we got crosses into the box, which we were able to do. If you looked at the game, the amount of crosses from our defense out wide to the wings to then cross it in, there were so many, but the crosses yeah. were just yeah. We could we could transition into Morocco, Portugal because we can't. There's nothing much else to really say about the Portugal Switzerland game. We completely battered them, to be honest. The system worked yeah. without Ronaldo. Ronaldo didn't play. He didn't play, which was a huge headline. And but obviously everyone knows Ooh. that at this point. Um, and Switzerland and, were just really really bad. And, and Switzerland were just bad. Yeah, and which was a bit <laughs> surprising because I feel like you know they weren't terrible I... this tournament. I think they expected Portugal to play a very different way than they actually sure. did. So, like, they had the That's same, pretty much the same lineup as, as the Switzerland game today. And today was, like, the youngest Portuguese lineup ever in a World Cup game. Mm. Like, that's pretty mental when you think Pepe is, like, yeah. turning 40 in two months. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We just saw... Ugh. Today we saw Portugal, like for what Portugal is the last four years, six years with Fernando Sanch as the head coach, I would say. We've seen a team that I feel like that we didn't see against Switzerland, which the link-up play was just fantastic. We saw passes through the middle, passes out wide, switch of play at perfect times. There was no hesitation in what they were doing. Compared to today, don't get me wrong, Morocco were compact and they were a defensive beast. Like, let me just say that, especially after going 1-0 up. So I'm not taking anything away from Morocco. But if we're going based off of the caliber of these nations, Portugal should be beating Morocco. You know what I'm saying? Um, should, quote-unquote. And, again, Danny mentioned it. We they, they were trying to start whipping in crosses to cause uh, a mess in the box. Even the quality of the crosses were just absolutely terrible, I feel like. Besides maybe one or two, that Pepe chance at the end, Pepe really should at least be getting that on target. Uh, we saw No, Amrabat Amra 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 gets a touch on that. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Amrabat got a touch on I it. I before... was so out of it. Yeah. I still have the freaking jersey on. I was still yeah, I was yeah. like, I want Danny knows yeah. this about me. When I get like really like nervous and into the games i stand up i can't sit down and i walk back and forth in front of the tv I, so i'm like jumping yeah yeah so i'm like that was me today um what's it called but we just we didn't uh, yeah man i don't know but again i don't even i don't even want to blame portugal too much because it's also like morocco were just so solid defensively and i was saying this to danny it earlier i feel like we did well against a team like switzerland because switzerland were ready to attack and we were able to get them out of position, link up the play in so many different yes. ways, etc. Whereas we struggle with teams that are playing so defensive and so compact and so structured that we could not do our this, usual counterattack, our usual link this, up play. And our ideas just run out, I feel like. No, this problem isn't just a Portugal problem though, right? Because it's been a Spain problem. It's been a Germany problem. It, it, it's been a problem for quite a few teams, like... 
like breaking down these sort of defenses, it's not been easy for anyone in this hmm. tournament so far. I might as well. I think need a player like like a Messi like, because that's what we need. What? No, like I feel like I, they can uh, break that down. This sounds mental, but it's not that you need a player to break them down. You need less of the ball, and I know that sounds crazy. No, you but don't. Because you, you because saw you, out of you, you saw yeah, you saw Spain with like seventy percent possession, couldn't break them down, and then Portugal went into the exact same thing. But the issue that I found right is so whenever the ball got into the final third on the wings, you always saw Morocco doubling up on the player, like one hundred percent, just doubling up all the time. And the issue was that Portugal never doubled up in the attack. They never had that yeah. overlapping run. They never yes. had oh, that yeah. inside run. They they. Just tried to go one on one on two every single oh, time, yeah. and you ended up like just playing this horseshoe where it goes from like this side. Of the, so if I'm going to use my camera as like a pitch here, right? So it goes from this side of the pitch because they're getting doubled up on here. The ball kind of goes back. It goes to a defender. It goes across the defender. It goes to like here, right? It then that player gets doubled up on again, and the ball just does this, and it's just swinging, and, and you're like. Just double up. What are you doing? I, I do something. Do what you did against Switzerland. I didn't want to keep screaming this at the TV because, like, I know my dad was there and Danny was there. Um, and I know I can be a bit overbearing, especially when it comes to games, sometimes. Um, but there was just no fucking movement, bro, and it was pissing me off. There was no movement. Okay, cool. You see, you see that they're compact. You see that. Run. Make chances, yeah. get open, ask yeah. for the ball. Uh, how many times did I see people standing and just waiting for the ball to come to them? Go to the ball because you know Morocco is going to pressure you. So you can't wait for yeah. the pass. You have to go right, to right. the pass. That's one. And there's just yeah. not enough runs. And I do. I think Fernand Sun should have brought Rafael Leao on earlier yeah. than he did. Because if you saw Rafael Leao, he was so direct that it was causing issues for Morocco. Morocco there was are fine one... sitting back and let the playmakers try and do their do their little pingy passes and try to make something. Rafael Leal running at you and either crossing it or shooting it. And that caused so many that a lot of the issues in the second half from Morocco came from that side. Even though Rafael Leal didn't see a lot of the ball. And however, it's just there ah. was but there was still <coughs> Excuse me. There was still one moment where um Ronaldo could have scored. Yes. Yes. Fuck out about time, man. You're good. <laughs> you're good, you're good. So, ball's here. Basically, gets played across. Um, it's for uh, Ramos, right? Ball ends up in the keeper's hands, and Ramos is like, what are you doing? I've, I've literally made a run for you, and Ronaldo's free. If the ball goes back, yeah. you're basically 1-1. Yeah, yeah. And even, and even, but then there's even that one-on-one -on -one chance. Who I forget who it was, sent through sent Ronaldo through on goal. Ronaldo beats the defender, and obviously I know it's hard because it's, the ball's bouncing a little bit and the keeper's right in front of you and Bono gets big. You know what I'm saying? But still, at a, that's that those are the moments that make a game, make or break a game. You know what I'm saying? That that's and that's one of those moments. Like for example, the João Felix shot that was which was an insane shot with his weak foot that Bono. Did had a, an amazing save. I don't blame Felix for that because there's almost there's only so much more that he could have done there. You know what I'm saying? He got the ball on target. It was an amazing shot. It was a great save. Whereas Ronaldo, you know, he he wanted to prove himself, and I feel like 
out of all the things that he scored ever, that is one of the... I'm not too mad at him either, but that's something that if he wants to be starting for Portugal and all this ego shit that's been going around with Ronaldo and all this stuff that's been going on, he should be scoring that. And it should be 1-1 from there as well. But again, this was a Portugal problem today. It wasn't a Ronaldo problem because we saw us struggling even before that. Uh, Bruno Costa, I believe is the keeper's name. Huge mistake. He should I, I, Him coming out like that to me was... I, I just don't understand how you misread the ball. And El Nasiri got up uh, to get to that ball. So big up on him. Not taking anything away from Morocco. Not saying that Bruno's mistake was the reason they scored. Because Morocco could... At that point, they had a couple chances. They could have easily scored. But No, it was Bruno's mistake. But that was a huge mistake from Bruno. It was just like... Bro, like the, the, the ball's over here and you're jumping all the way over here just hoping it's going to come to you. You should be jumping into the ball trying to catch it at that point. If you're going to come out that far, you have to commit to yourself to the ball. It is his first major tournament, but you're you're starting for Porto in the Champions League. So I don't, I don't I, I, at the same time, I don't want to hear a lot of that. So I don't think he should have played to be honest. I don't know. The, the, I'm but looking you at can't the, because Jose size bottom of the bottom, almost bottom of the league with Wolves and the Rui Patricio is consistent, he, but he's in Portugal. terrible form for Roma, or, Danny. That's why I keep Portugal, trying to tell you that. Consistent. Yeah, but yes, you say but that, but he Harry Maguire's really in terrible. Harry Maguire's in terrible form for Man United, and he was great for England. It's one of those situations that I feel like. Yeah. One thing I, I do in, want is, yeah, Pickford's in really bad form for Everton, and he still gets picked. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's great. One thing I want I want to say is like I I feel like Ruben Neves shouldn't have been our deep lying midfielder. Um, I I don't like him in that position at all. And also and, and then Bernardo Silva like he's playing that's he's like, playing midfield. He, wait, that's, we, that's no, the I'm, type I'm, of position Ruben Neves plays though. Plays. I don't like him. I don't like him playing there. He plays. Wait, 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 wait. He plays as do you a mean, flying playmaker, though. Wait, do you mean you don't like him playing as a part of a single pivot instead of a double pivot? I don't like him. I don't like him playing there. I I want Bernardo Silva the, in a top. Well, I'm I think so that is what he means. Um, I think he likes him more. I yeah, think he would like him more as a double pivot rather than. A so single, in yeah, so so you prefer him in a four like a, a four two three one as opposed to a four three three. Right, yeah, like you don't yes. like you don't uh, like I, him yeah. as the lone. Yes, because, yes, because yeah, yeah, you, want, you, yeah, I agree with you completely. I want then Bernardo Silva, he is Bernardo Silva, so creative and he has to stay back. It's like, I, and and the way the way we it was six one against Switzerland and the the way we score those goals and prior goals is like intricate, quick passes, intricate quick passes into and we couldn't do that against them and. We didn't have creativity going up. It was just crosses that didn't work. And a lot of the goals that we did score were intricate, quick passes. We don't have that if Bernardo Silva's not up there joining the attack and stuff like that. And, yeah, I don't know. I, in, I, in I don't like Ruben Neves being the sole CDM there because that's just not yeah. his role. We, we, so we see with England with Rice and Bellingham. You know what I'm saying? Rice plays amazingly as that second DM, and Bellingham kind of has that freedom of being that box-to-box midfielder. But we do we really have a box-to-box midfielder at this club with Renato uh, at this nation at this World Cup with Renato Sanchez gone? If we oh, really think sorry. about it, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Ruben Neves can play it. Ruben Neves can play it because he does it for Wolves. 
Okay. He can do it. Fair. Okay, yeah, right? yeah. But what I'm saying is... And and, and Danilo Pereira, he can do it. And Vitinha and, Vit- and Paulinho as well. But Danilo, but Danilo Pereira is much more of a... Just a yeah, 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 yeah. He's not... What I'm saying I, is a quality box-to-box midfielder. Whereas... I don't think we need that. I think we need that CDM that stays there like with like the Danilo Pereira, William Carvalho. So then people like Bernardo... You need the double pivot. The yeah, you, you need the double pivot. Well, it's either you need... That's you, what well, you guys Nev- really need. Nevis needs the double pivot. He needs to play in the double pivot system. But if the, we had Will, William Carvalho or Danilo Pereira playing that sole CDM role where it allows Bernardo Silva... And Otavio to kind of move forward a little bit, then that also works. Oh, don't even! I don't even think we need to play Otavio at that point Forget, if we yeah, have that I, CDM. I, yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed. With I, it. At, I, at that point, then, then we put on somebody else. Have Have Portugal got the same issue that England used to have with Gerard and Lampard? No. Because you, because you've got Felix, you've got um, Silva, you've then got um, Bruno Fernandes. You've, Bruno's playing on like, the right where I think he's better centrally too. This, so this is what I'm kind of saying, right? The, the issue is that you're kind of, you're trying to, fit, you make a jigsaw puzzle, right? And it doesn't seem like you're using the right pieces of this jigsaw puzzle in the right place. You're kind of just putting them where they should be-ish, or where you think they should be, and then just hammering them in because they're so good. As opposed to going where, where against Switzerland, everybody played in their pretty much in their right place. Yes, yes. Imagine the midfield yes. as Bruno right? Fernandes, who can who can defend somewhat. Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva, and then William Carvalho, Danilo Plata, having that CDM role. And then at the strike force, you have Felix Gonzalo Ramjan and Leon. That just seems so much better. That just seems so much better being able to do that. We pretty, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We definitely... Uh... Whatever it is, um, that's what we did again. That's what we did against Switzerland. I'm looking yeah. at it now. We had William Carvalho at CDM, yeah. Bruno yep. Fernandes played Cam, yep. and Felix and Gonzalo Ramos were in front and of him. And I was saying, we had earlier, Otavio and Silva me. playing on, on the others. On and, I, bro, and, and Otavio, and that, that's another thing that was pissing me off. And I, I might be wrong in saying this. Um, I'm gonna pay it. Let me they see where he's, too, so I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, we, we've been on this for a minute, but. I don't even think Otavio freaking plays CM for Porto like that, bro. He plays on the wing. He plays he on the freaking wing for Porto. Yeah, he does. You know what I'm saying? So we're getting, we're taking, and again, this all goes back to, though, to Fernand Sanch and his team selection. So, yeah, we saw, oh, we were all so hype about the Switzerland, but we've been complaining about Fernand Sanch's team selections for years and how he plays football. When we have people like João Mario, João Polinha, Mateus Nunes, William Carvalho, even though, like, and William Carvalho had to oh, prove me wrong this tournament. I, I've liked him on the pitch. So it's like, but you're playing Otavio, which I understand he's a bit more agile and smaller, but we don't need another player like that on the that. pitch when we have those other players that are so similar on the pitch. We need something different. And if, I, I, if we had Polinha on the pitch, Neves could have done more going forward. Because Bolinho would have been breaking it. That's literally what, what I'm saying. So, literally what I'm, yeah. Okay, um, but just one last thing, real quick. Yeah. With Mourinho currently, yeah, with Mourinho currently in the job, who then takes over uh, Santos's position? Um, there's been so I've only seen one. Bent- news, I've seen one. No, I don't. We don't need Paul Bent back. Um. Yeah. We don't. Need, uh, yeah. No, we, we don't. Need, we don't need Paul <laughs> Bent back. Um, what I think. Um, no, sorry, what I've seen, which again, it's just rumors, so it's probably not going to happen, but I would love, um, we've been potentially linked to Ruben Amorim, 
Sporting's manager. Uh, which um, I love the I way I love the up. way he sets Sporting up. I love that life, the confidence that, life that he gives. Football. Yeah, I love the confidence he gives those players. And honestly, we haven't seen Portugal with a young manager in so long. And I think it would have just additional last managers, bro. I think, I'm tired yeah, of it. I think it would. I think it would. I think it would be good because I, if we're because Portuguese, the Portuguese national team, because I know some national teams are different. The Portuguese national team pretty much always sticks with the Portuguese manager. I don't know who else is going into that spot. But this is my issue because I genuinely feel, and I know Aiden won't agree with this, right? But I genuinely feel like if you if Portugal had Jose Mourinho as manager, you win the World Cup. No, I, I agree. Like, no, 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 no. You know what? No, 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 no. I agree. I agree. I, I could. I, I, I yeah, see yeah. where you're coming from because of the type of football that Mourinho plays. So, like, Side it's tournament football. football. He plays tournament football. Like, no, he treats every single game like a tournament. Like, and he's a natural winner. Yeah. You so see where I'm coming I, from? I. That's why I question. Like, is. It, we brought up the thing of like, is there upsets and stuff now? I think it's just like this. The yeah, style it's us Portugal, getting upset. Portugal, Spain, and Germany. The the way they're playing is like, like like you said, the players are getting old. I think the style is getting a little outdated. Look at all the team. Like look at how Morocco and 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 all the all the upsets this game are from teams that are not playing like how Portugal, Spain, and Germany played. Like, it's a different style of football that is getting them to get these wins. And sometimes you have to play the style that Portugal and Spain are playing, but you you can't just stick with that. It never it never works. It never works. Um, We've spent a bit of time on this Portugal bit. Yeah, we um, have. So I, gonna... I just want to end it, end it off with a little bow tie. Sorry, it's just... It's Ronaldo's last tournament, and... Now it's like a new beginning for Portugal, so we'll see how they do in the next tournament. It's it's like we pre say, Ronaldo and that. now after Ronaldo. We say um, that, but so I'm hopeful. We say Pepe's that. Pepe's but... almost forty. Yeah, yeah. We say that, but the last two, I I really think what really needs to change is the manager, and still I still stand by it. Um, yeah. in general, it's a new change. Yeah, not than, just Ronaldo. But... Yeah, more than the Ronaldo thing. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I do think we need to move on from that, but. Yeah. Anyway, right. um, semifinals. Let's talk about both of the games really quick. We are an hour and thirteen in, so you guys know. Um, Argentina, Croatia. How long do we usually go? Sorry like, for like. Well, we don't want one and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't, we don't have that much time. Um, right. but it's fine. We had a lot of conversations about stuff today, and I went yeah, a lot a more in depth about certain things. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, Argentina, Croatia. You see, this one's tough for me now, because yeah, take it. We, the, you know, it, it's it's it sucks. I, I want I want Argentina to go through. I don't know, actually. Fuck. I, I want Arge It's a tough one. I want Argentina to go through, but Croatia's experience and the way they've been handling these situations is very impressive to me. Even though they haven't looked amazing, they have the quality to really punish Argentina as well. So it's a it's Let a it tricky out. one. It's a tricky one. Messi. <laughs> no, yeah, I was gonna. He's, he's just he is he it's is the, he's the X factor because I was thinking him. like fuck that fuck him Enzo Fernandez no, no. is the X factor. No, I was gonna say like that, all right and and he's missing penalties okay okay but he's running the midfield okay. for you guys. No, I, I was gonna say like can can Argentina nice, good, he's good, he's good. 
can Argentina break down Croatia? And I was like, mm, I don't know. But then I'm like, oh, wait, Messi. Messi can break literally, down. Literally. literally, that, that's literally... You wouldn't be where you are without Emi Martinez. No, for sure. Agreed. Also. For sure. This is Argentina's agreed, best agreed. keeper in a while. I think it can, it can be a high-scoring game because I also don't think that Argentina can defend well against Croatia if they attack. Just because of the players that they used to attack and like the, the, the they're very strong um, physical players, I, it might be tough for Argentina to defend against them if they. If, I get I get uh, what you're saying because Argentina's defense isn't that physically strong besides Perisic like Romero. Plays it. But yeah. we also haven't it really seen. Be. We also haven't really seen a very goal hungry Croatia this tournament either. Yeah. That's that's what I was gonna say. I, I feel like Croatia is gonna <laughs> is gonna be like one of those gridlock games. I feel yeah. like, but I just feel like Messi magic or We're at that stage though. It's it's yeah. either gonna be Messi magic magic or Modric magic. Like yeah. it'll be one of the two. Nah, I feel no, Modric like. magic, just Messi magic. Nah, but... Modric is a baller, bro. He's so good. He is. He is. He is. He is. He is no. Do you know Messi what? Magic. This is the one thing though, right? I really. I'd, I, I really, 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 really hope we don't get another Croatia-France final. No, that's... I, bro, I really I don't need, want that. I need Morocco to beat France. Yeah, <laughs> I no. Don't know if it's going to happen. So, I need them to segue. put Mbappe in a spliff. And that's I need them... Segue. That's a good segue to go into, like... Yeah, go into Morocco-France. That's... I think that'll... Yeah. Um, a little bit of... Um, Political spice. Morocco is used to be a former French colony. It's now um, like a French protectorate as well. So um, I think that's quite a, that is a spicy game for people um, who who are from Morocco as well. Uh, I think that's uh, that's a great game. Even though they beat Portugal, I want Morocco to beat France. Yeah, I want I want Morocco to beat. France. Yeah, but France making the final again is just so, so boring. boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From a mutual, but we all know it's like come on now. Makes another Giroud masterclass. Like how Messi is for Argentina at the moment, Giroud is that for France, man. Like he's just a Giroud is a baller. He's he's rolling back the years, man. He's rolling. I I also want to credit Griezmann. He's been insane for France as well. I thought he was average today. What? I thought he was he was probably their best player. I thought he was bang average today. Yeah, I I didn't think he was that great he, at all. He, assi- he assisted Giroud. That was his ball. Yeah, but look at Giroud. Giroud is the baller. He <laughs> is the goat. Like I, I, we definitely have like... seen a better Griezmann than the one that we saw at Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Or even the one that's playing for Atleti these days. We've definitely seen Griezmann oh, oh, oh. also roll back the years a little bit. Overall. I mean, his last the last World Cup was heavily Griezmann as well. I'd feel like. I, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but so, this one's uh, heavily Giroud. See, it's so it's so tough because Mar- <laughs> I want Morocco to win, and they've been so defensively solid. And my heart is still telling me Morocco, even like, but France, it's think just so. France. Like, no, I I feel like this is that type of game where Mbappe thrives. You think so? You Maybe think right. so? You know what? You because know what? because it's not going to be a technical game. Yeah. Because it yeah. it won't be technical. Bro, did you see and... Mbappe get away from Kyle Walker today? probably the only player there was one bit that the even the commentators yeah. were like whoa bro he gets the ball and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. gone i know walker's ego was done however there was also a moment right where france were about to counter-attack and jude bellingham was like so we're talking pitch again right but i'm going to use like goal here goal here right so jude bellingham is here and i had this moment where i was watching him right Mbappe's here. Mbappe gets the ball, 
basically takes three steps before he's about to run, and I don't know how, but Bellingham has gone from here to here to tackle him. Right? Bellingham. And honestly, my guy used instant transmission because I was watching him and I couldn't understand how he got from here to here. It was so quick. It was fantastic, man. No. Like, Bellingham is a baller. Odin is a baller. Saka is a baller. I'm excited for England. Saka is a baller. Nah, but I was... See, this is the first time I've... Pro like, I've watched Saka. I know what to get what I get from Saka. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? Watching the yeah. program every week. I know... He's a baller. I'm not taking, but this I I'm just a little more excited on the Bellingham side of things, just because like just like two years ago I was excited I'm... about Saka because Saka came yeah. into the mold. Right now I'm uh, and I know Bellingham isn't just coming into the mold. He's been spoken about for so long, but this is my first time properly seeing him a little bit more consistently because I don't watch the Bundesliga consistently. I'll watch highlights and I'll watch the Champions League, but I don't watch it consistently. And that Bellingham is. He's 19. He's not, yeah. No, the fact that he's 19 is actually crazy. He oh, he's is... my age. How does that feel? Like, that's mental. Disgusting. Yeah. No, he's he has a it's huge... mental. So, who do we think is going to the final, guys? I honestly... If I... if I, if I, I I'm going to tell Prince you what. I, I want Argentina-Morocco. That's what I want. That's what I want as well. What my No, heart, do you know what I actually heart, really want? What? I really want, I really want a Croatia like Morocco final, like okay. just because it it's so I different. It, and it would be the, it's it would be so the two, different. It would be the two teams like, that people were not really predicting to get. Yeah, and that's why where I it's written for Argentina and the stars though, ain't it, man? Yeah, like, but I'm not gonna lie, my my heart is telling me like I want Morocco Argentina, but my heart is telling me. France, Argentina, unfortunately. Yeah. I actually from the, the tournament predictor, I remember you 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 said you had like sussed this out when I had um put France in the final, but I predicted an Argentina France final from the start. Right. So I feel mm -hmm. like I'll just stick to my gut. As much as I want Morocco to beat them, mm -hmm. I feel like France are just gonna have yeah. that edge and get over it. Mm -hmm. Maybe the next mm. major tournament that we do, maybe would if we're still doing it at that point in time, who knows? We'll do a mm. like a tournament predictor like thingy, which would be cool. By the that way, I have sweet. confirmation. I have confirmation. Lucas will be in the episode next week for our, world, hey, for amazing. our uh, world Cup review. I mentioned to you the viewers before. Uh, Lucas is a good friend of all of ours, but his big brother got called up to the Canadian national team. Came on as a sub in the first game in the World Cup. So he's going to be talking to us about his experience. And then just overall, we're just going to do the same World Cup review. That'll be right after the final. And that'll be on Sunday since the final would be on the Sunday. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, good luck to all these teams. Argentina, Croatia is the 13th, which is on the uh, Tuesday. And then we have France, Morocco on my mother's birthday, December 14th. Um <laughs> So we will see how that goes. Uh, but congratulations to all of these teams, especially to Morocco being the first um, mm. African Black. team. The first African team to reach the, the what's it called, semifinals. And the first North African team, I found out, the first North African team to ever get it past the round of 16. So the, that's pretty cool for them. Argentina, Croatia, France, you guys all know the deal. They're, they're, they're not newbies to this. 
So, uh, yeah, congrats to all of those guys. It's been a great tournament, so I'm excited to see how it ends up. I'm just going to end this off really quick while I have about 8 to 10 minutes just for some random transfer news that uh, that we have. I'm just going to go through a Talk bunch of them. the ones that I saw first and then uh, do yours I'm just because mine are quick. Okay, yeah, sure. Go. Yeah, sure. Um, so, first one, me and Steven talked about it. Um, if you watch MLS, then you know about Joao Matinho, uh, Orlando, left back. Um, mm. went to Spezia in, in, in Italy. Um, he was only, always one of those players that we we kind of was like, hey, he might be too good for the MLS, um, and he's still really young. So we'll see how he does out back in Europe. Uh, Portuguese guy, not not the old João Matinho, of course. Um, the other one is Alistair Johnston, confirmed to go to Celtic, um, the Canadian. Yep. You mentioned that. that. I'm not sure if it was confirmed or yeah, not. Yeah, it was confirmed last week when it I was, said it. It was yeah. confirmed back then, so yeah, good for him, good World Cup tournament. And then the last one, which is a real shock to me, Evander Ferreira, the Midtjylland midfielder who was doing great in the Europa League and great in, in Denmark, I believe, Midtjylland's in, mm. in Denmark. Mm. Going to Portland in the MLS for a record fee of $9.8 million, which is crazy for an MLS team to spend that much. Um, Evander Ferreira is still only like 23 or 24, so for him to be doing crazy in Denmark and in the Europa League against top teams to then go to Portland is weird but also not as weird anymore because the mls is going like crazy so yeah those are just the three that i had but um right yeah. those are three confirmed yeah danny is definitely more of an mls expert than i am so that's definitely where a lot of the mls stuff will be coming from um and about the 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 johnston transfer from mm. toronto to celtic uh, because of this World Cup, there's a lot of talks about Juranovic, Croatia's starting right back, who is currently at Celtic, getting a transfer away because of how good he's doing this tournament, how good he's been playing for Celtic. So that is their essentially instant replacement. Um, so just a couple things. For anyone else that's interested, you can search these things up and you can read more into it. We have Amrabat, Sofian Amrabat, uh, Morocco's captain, I believe it is. Um he has had an insane tournament. All the Moroccan team has. Uh, so he's being linked to a bunch of Premier League sides. That the Liverpool being one of them because they really need a midfielder at the moment. Uh, Going from their, left wing or players. right wing to no, CDM. No, no, no. Different Amrabat. Right? Different Amrabat. Different Amrabat? Different, okay. Different, okay. Different Amrabat. This one used to play for Florentino, right? I think still does. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think still does. Yeah, okay. midfielder. Yeah, different Amrabat. Um, okay, cool. We then had a Canadian guy. Uh, young guy Ismael Kone go to Watford from Montreal, which uh, that's big. He uh, I did mention to keep an eye out on him, and there you go. <laughs> yep, and that's big for uh, the Canadians having another player out and playing out in Europe. It's just it's. I don't it's think big... there's any Canadian in the Prem either. So yeah, at the current moment, no. Nope. At the current moment, nope. no, I don't think nope, so. No, nope. no, no, there isn't. So that's a big uh, move for him. I believe he's only like 18, somewhere between 18 and 20. So hopefully 19, he does well yeah. there. Um, obviously, everyone's going to be linked to Bellingham. Well, everyone, the major teams, Man City, Man United, probably, even though he definitely won't go there. Um, you know, the, a lot of those big teams. Uh, there's a rumor no. saying that Man City might use Grealish as part of the deal. Down no, I, I think it's going to be Liverpool. Um, so the reports, yeah, report reports coming out of the camp at the moment is that he basically gets on really well with the Liverpool lads. 
like really well, and they've they've been buttering him up. Um, so yeah, I think the only thing that the only thing that might put a spanner in the works for United or for Liverpool is depending on the transfer of the clubs and the sale of the clubs. Right, that's the only thing that that might see him go to Man City. Yeah, or even Arsenal because apparently Arsenal um, are really interested in Bellingham and they've got the money to sign him. So yeah, that would be interesting. Bellingham would thrive at a Man City or at a um Arsenal. Liverpool, Liverpool are mm. in a weird transition period, so I don't want to say he'd thrive there. I don't really know. He could thrive there or he Well, I don't know. He seems like the type of player that could not not thrives thrive. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be honest, the type of player that but you get what I'm saying. I, as far as what I think would benefit him, I think Arsenal or or Man City for me would be more of the spots rather than Liverpool, just because Liverpool are in a re- weird transition period. Um Frankie de Jong's father, apparently there's transfer talks, says that there's transfer talks between Man City and PSG for Frankie. I don't his really know if that, said that. Yeah, his father came out and said that. Again, I these are all rumor speculation. I think that's cap because just the other day um our sports and director, Albion Boston, said um that the time to sell Frankie de Jong is past and like they see him as pivotal and Frankie's been trying to stay at Barca. Like, he never wanted to leave. So, right. I think it's bullshit. Right. Um, we then have uh, that 62 million transfer of a 16-year-old called Endrick. Aiden sent me um, a highlight reel. You guys should definitely search it up on YouTube. Uh, this guy called... Endrick's 14. 16. 16. 16. Is he? Yeah, 16, yeah. 16. Um, if it was fourteen, they wouldn't be able to pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, he is, he is, he is, he is. Sorry, he was, he was in Football Manager at fourteen. That's why. Oh, that's okay. what's thrown me. Oh, oh, my bad. 60, 62 mil, which is insane. That's an insane punt on a sixteen-year-old. But uh-huh. based off of the highlight reel, again, it's out in Brazil. But based off of the highlight reel, he looks pretty good. So we'll see. Bro, that that's guy a looks big... scary. Yeah. Like I, it, there's, there's been very few times like I'd look at like a Brazilian players highlight reel and actually care because obviously it's like the brazilian league but it, the things that that man was doing was just right it was literally reminding me of looking at neymar for the first time yeah and i had not felt that in a while and even though he's 16 and has a lot to go it, it really just looked like it's up because 62 mil though is just a lot of money to i don't think it is year old I don't think it is. What if you flop um, at 60, 62 mil down? It, it, I don't think it is that. It's because of um, the previous Brazilians that have come at a very young age to Real Madrid and Barcelona and seen how they've thrived. Is It's very different from the Martin Odegaard situation where it's a European player from a small team. Where, like, you've got Rodrigo, you've got uh, Vicinius uh, Jr. that, like, yeah, um, uh, plays for... Real Madrid, right? You've got the the Brazilian players that are already there. It helps quite a lot. Um, and look look how they've shown. Like, mate, those two are some absolute ballers. So, yeah. Bro, I just want to say Vinicius Jr. had been shit for since he joined Real Madrid up until last year. And it pisses me off because Real Madrid for, basically forced him to be good. This man would put up negative stats and do nothing, and they just insisted on playing him. I was telling my friends, if he was a Barca player, he would have been sold three times already. But they just stuck with him, and now he's 
He's doing what he's doing. He's doing what he's doing. Now, he's now good. we know why Barcelona are in such financial troubles. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole different story, but let's not get into that. <laughs> let's not but, get um, into that. I'm just going to go through two or three. I had a lot, but we just don't have the time. And we're going to be talking about rumors probably all throughout January after the World Cup is done anyway. Yeah, so, sure. um, But one thing, some of the things that seem a little more solidified, Barcelona, Rome, Roma wants um, Depay. Barca, even though they need the bread, they're not they're not letting him go for free. They're like, at least give us two mil, <laughs> is what I'm reading. So nice. we'll see that and in um for January and then one that I feel like definitely has some uh some wheels behind it is Tottenham and Dortmund are gonna go toe to toe to try and sign uh Daichi Kamada from iTrack Frankfurt, whose uh, contract is expiring. So that's gonna be a huge talking point because he's definitely not gonna stay at iTrack Frankfurt. I feel like. Um, if those types of teams are coming for him and he only has six months left on his contract, he'll probably end up signing a pre-contract uh, to somewhere else, especially with him having this insane season. Um, yeah, we'll talk about more transfers and stuff at another time. Next week, we'll definitely have a lot more time to talk about some of these things because next week it's just a semifinal and finals review. Um, and we'll have Lucas, which he'll talk to us, but we'll just have a lot more leeway. But yeah, so that is the episode for today. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, when you see us next, this uh, the, our next episode might be a little later by like maybe a day or two, just because we want to have our reactions to the World Cup final, which is being played on Sunday. Um, rather than doing an episode the day before, I just feel like it makes no sense. We'll wait an extra day and then record our reactions to the World Cup as a whole. Oh, yes. Uh, Morocco missed the player very quickly as well because he got sent off, didn't he? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, just, just, just a very quick got, one. Someone that got subbed on, subbed on though. I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it was the replacement for Saïs. Uh, Romain Saïs yes. though it, is in yeah. here. So we'll see how that goes. I think he's he's probably going to be out for the rest of the tournament, I think now. I think so. I yeah, think that's the way it will go. And then serious. they've just lost another defender. Um, so that's a very quick one. Um, um, and is there any suspensions from the Argentina game? That I don't um, know. Montiel and Acuna, I think. Hold on, let me see. Mm. Argentina. Yeah, so that I'm not sure. In case there's that one person who wants to listen to us and put money on and then realizes like half the team have actually suspended. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. I don't know if you saw them. Um, 25,000 Moroccans to 1,000 Portuguese fans in the <laughs> uh yeah it's because local fans as well they've basically got the support of saudi arabia at the moment and, right, and qatar that, because that arab, the arab connection yeah yeah but it's cool to see to be honest cool to see cool right. so just a couple of players from argentina yep um again we'll talk about that once we get there because that's probably should have looked at that before but it's fine um yeah we actually still went an hour and a half <laughs> Which shows that we can freaking talk. It is what it is, though. It's fine. I hope you guys enjoyed. And we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.